Hey everybody and welcome back to Nerd to the Third, your stop for video games, movies, and nerd culture. Today we're bringing you the Power 3 with your host, Nick, Nate, and my friends call me Coach! Woohoo! Gonna do some wrestling. Wrestling? wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching uh, the pre-show, you get that joke. Yeah, right? <laughs> So just another reason to make sure to get yourself over to YouTube at ThreadX3 Productions. We have the video version of this, and it's raw and uncut, just like your mom. I would say like me, but I am Catholic. So, oh, <laughs> is that right? Is it the Are, don't you a couple like, of times, huh? Oh, hmm. um, and definitely been put in raw. 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 Going in raw. 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 Oh, I know. I got you. Body. Body. Thank you for repeating exactly what I did. You're welcome. So, a little bit of grinding. Coach, I mean, you're a part of the team, but you can still let people know where to find you. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach Smitty24. We lost him. Coach Smitty at 20. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, I think. Oh, you just stopped talking. I thought we lost you. <laughs> I was very confused. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's the Twitter handle, Coach Smitty24. And then uh, you can also email me through the Movie Fix uh, podcast email at moviefixpod at gmail. Now, what is that Movie Fix? Movie Fix is the brand new ThreadX3 production show where it is hosted by yours truly, where we basically just get together and we talk about movie stuff. Um, and sometimes we'll dive into some more obscure films. Uh, definitely when Oscars come around, as I start watching all the Oscars movies, I'll start giving individual reviews of those. Uh, we actually recorded the first episode last week, but we had a couple of technical difficulties, but that should be rectified here pretty soon. So right. be sure to give that a, to check that out. All I, right. love, I love all the plugs. This is a plug-filled episode, yeah. just like your mom. Hey! All righty. And um, you can always find Nate at... Uh, at SixTix17 on Twitter. That's S-Y-C-S-T-I-X-17 on Twitter. And if you want to send me an email for whatever reason, I'm not going to give you that information because I'm not going to give you my private email. <laughs> but you can go watch my very old, my really, really old YouTube channel where I did like three unboxing videos if you want. And that's just SixTix, S-Y-C-S-T-I-X. Yep. I don't know if any of you have ever seen that. That's like old, old. Yeah. Um, and then obviously ThreadX3 is TX3 Productions on Twitter, ThreadX3 Productions on YouTube. And if you just add at gmail.com at the end of that, that is our email, ThreadX3 Productions at gmail.com. So let's head into our very first segment of the day. It came from the interweb. Every right, time you. So- <laughs> Every time you do that, I think about that gopher, that really traumatic gopher when it turns around. It's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, all right. So on today's It Came From The Enderweb um, is going to be a little bit more video game focused. And, you know, I try to keep it general. regular, like a diet. Yeah. Um, but today we have to talk about the Metro exclusive exclusivity. Exclusivity. 
Sissidity. On Epic. So it's going to be exclusive on Epic. And this has gotten a lot of people mad. And so I'd like to talk specifically about the people um, and uh, review bombs, thoughts on it being exclusive, especially since it's on the PC, and the moral part about announcing it um, right after ads have already been running on Steam. So let's start with the the general, which is it's exclusive on Epic. Like, what are your thoughts on it? You guys have a PC. You guys game on your PC. I am almost exclusive. Well, I am. I'm exclusive on the PlayStation 4. So this doesn't really speak to me that much. So I definitely want to hear your guys' input. Um, I mean, I really don't know what the big bugaboo is about i mean it's, it's not like they said oh if you pre-ordered on steam you're not able to use steam yeah um so they still if they already pre-ordered it they get it um and i would think with a game like metro if you haven't already pre-ordered it you're probably not going to pre-order um, yeah because the game comes out in like two weeks so exactly yeah, right i would think you know i guess they announced it technically last week so i guess it'll be three weeks from the time of the announcement but i wouldn't but I don't really get the bugaboo about it. I mean, it's basically like a game saying, hey, we're not going to be at Best Buy. We're going to be at only Walmart and Target and GameStop. <laughs> you know, yeah. just go to the other store, you know. <laughs> so there is actually a lot to unpack here. Um, yeah, definitely. If you guys, if you guys, you know, anyone listening or anyone here, listen to the uh, kind of funny games daily um, episodes about this when they were talking about it. Um, they had a lot of different parts to a lot of different things that they discussed so one of them is just to clarify because they did come out with this i don't know if you guys saw this but it is going to be a timed exclusive yeah it's going to be a year right yeah it's going to be a year but at the same time a point that they had was uh after a year who's going to be buying the game i mean people do but right right the reason why this is a big deal to most people is just because you know on the release now the way i look at it from from the use that i have if this was a if this was like for example it's going to be a playstation exclusive a time exclusive not like not on xbox right away then we're looking at a rise of the tomb raider situation right this is kind of a little bit different uh simply because it's like coach that a great example um pc you have access to so many launchers so many stores if it's not on steam go download the epic launcher and and go play it there you know, if 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 it was that, hey, we pre-ordered it on Steam, we're not going to get it, then that would be different. Um, yeah. But also, it's one of those things that I look at this in in a positive light. I don't think this is something that's necessarily bad because uh, friend Mirabella, one of the things he was saying was, um, or Jared Petty, I don't remember, but Epic is running right out of the gate. They're launching this brand new thing. They're trying to take a part of the part of the um, uh, marketplace. Mm-hmm. To do that, they have to give people a reason why Epic Store is the place to go. Right. Now, one thing that I've been seeing a lot, especially on Reddit, that I think is kind of unfair is people talking about how, like, why would you use the Epic Store when the Steam Store has so many features? Well, that's an apples and oranges comparison. Steam's been around for 10 years at this point, even maybe longer. Yeah, that's um, probably 15 or more. 15 years. So for 15 years, they've been able to add all these cool features, you know, forum support, review support, chat, yeah. trophies. Epic Store came out three to six months ago. No, it was mm-hmm. about six months ago. It came about came out around the time of V3. 
not even a year. So it's not really fair to criticize the Epic Store simply because they don't have these features. It's because they're brand new. They're trying to build a marketplace or trying to build a place for people to go to. And doing moves like this gives them a reason to do that. Um, and so counterpoint there, if a console came out and I don't know, made you, I don't know, do all your messages through your phone rather than on the console itself, wouldn't that be a reason to be mad? Well, isn't right. that what Nintendo did? Well, um, that one, I mean, <laughs> thank yeah, you. But also, <laughs> it's kind of similar to, um, in a way, uh, PS3 and Xbox 360. If you mm -hmm. remember back in the day when the PlayStation Network system launched, you did it on a fucking web browser. Oh yeah. Like that's how you managed the the store and that's how you got around pages you needed to go. And it took them years to actually build a store in the system instead of having you just go on a web browser. So it's it's one of those things that I get that and I understand that, but also it's a time thing. Like people are seriously right. genuinely criticizing the Epic Store and trying to make but the way I look at it is is I look at it economically competition always ends up being better for the consumer right for steam for like we said about 15 well not 15 years because the first few were really really rocky steam has basically cornered this market and been the one store it's kind of like disney disney's getting to the point where they own everything in 10 mm -hmm. years you could see i could easily see a monopoly with disney owning absolutely everything so what the Epic store is doing is very interesting. And I think that this is going to be such a benefit for developers simply because of their revenue split. And yes. because of that, maybe we'll see steam because steam at this point is going to have to compete is going to have to make yeah. changes is going to have to figure out how to be up with what Epic is trying to do with their store. So I think that's going to be better for us. And honestly, I think this could be the start of where we start to see the all digital stuff happening because for years in this argument, people were saying that the potential for digital games would be, Hey, they're 60 bucks at the store. They're 40 here on digital because we right. don't have to worry about manufacturing it. You can get games that are cheaper price. We haven't seen that yet at all. Maybe a little bit in some cases, but this, well, you do with how often it goes on sale though. Right. Right. Like right. But out of the box, like if the day, it launches like let's say the new call of duty hey you can spend 70 bucks at the store to get the new call of duty or you can pay 40 to 50 and play it here on digital and be able to not you wouldn't have to go to the store to do it um, right. with their revenue split and uh the metro uh, deep silver the developers of metro exodus they even said that one of the reasons why we were partnering with them is to be able to produce be able to potentially have the money to produce better games by having this bigger revenue split and split and passing the savings on to the customer. And You're that's passing why the I, think savings on I think that's why it's 40 bucks on Epic. It's 40 it's, bucks. I thought it was it's, 50. it's cheaper. It's cheap. Uh, it's, it, I think it is 50, but it for sure is cheaper on the yeah, Epic I, store because I know on the same store, it's the 59 99 that we're all used to. And I think on Epic, it's, the forty nine ninety nine. I think right. I could be wrong. It might be forty, but either so, way, it's definitely cheap. Right. I look at this completely in a positive light. I think this is going to do a lot of. Uh, I think it's going to do a lot of good for the uh, marketplace going forward. The the in the digital space. You know, and here's my other thought on this. This isn't a you know Shadow of the Tomb Raider comes is advertised to come out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Mm -hmm. 
And then three weeks before it comes out, oh, we're not offering on PlayStation. Right. True. You know, so it's not like you're, I mean, just go to the Epic store. And also the other thing, I know that Steam has all the features like the trophies and all that good stuff. But if you're kind of a casual gamer, you probably don't even know it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a casual, you know, I, as long well, as I can play the game and it runs smooth and there's no like issues as far as uh, validating my purchase or if something goes wrong that I can't get it back and my information, you know, that sort of thing. I don't yeah. see the big bugaboo. And also there's another side to this too, is this isn't new for PC gamers. I mean, there are a lot of games that don't come out on steam. Like for example, I have, um, the origin launcher for the battlefield games, the battlefront games, anything EA. Right. And then I have the Uplay store for anything Ubisoft. Now with steam, and I don't know, I don't know if Epic has this, but with steam, you can add the code. You can add what you use to redeemed that game into steam. So you can launch it straight from there. You don't have to go to each different launcher. So I don't know if Epic has that yet. Um, but that is that basically what I'm getting at is it's, this isn't something that's new to PC gamers. I mean, it's not uncommon to open a different launcher to play the game you want to play. And it's also not hard, right. <laughs> it's not hard. Right. Yeah. But that, that was my next thing was that it's not very difficult at all. Yeah. But isn't that also part of the complaint is the fact that it's like, look, we already have all these other ones that we have to do. And now here we have an inferior version of a launcher. And it's not like Epic doesn't have the manpower or the resources that when they launch this to have more features, you know, something as simple as reviews. You know, that seems like a no brainer. It seems like if anybody launched anything that you couldn't, I mean, like, let's use Walmart as an example. Let's say that they launched a new site and you could buy all your items from there, your grocery items and stuff like that, but they didn't have an ability to review stuff. Reviewing that can be very good because you want this new TV and maybe you can't find where it says something about refresh rate and somebody has a review of specifically, you know, catering to, Oh, the refresh rate is good or bad. You know, that's something that's very important. Some, so Epic is launching this thing and maybe they're launching it before because they want, they want people, they want the eyes on them. But unfortunately now they're creating this system where like, I didn't even hear about how few features it had until this problem. So now it's bringing my attention to the fact that it has so little features because of this situation. Whereas, you know, if they wouldn't have done this, then granted, it's still a problem for the real tech heavy people and they still notice it. But now the average Joe who doesn't know anything about PCs, now I know about that stuff. I know that it has 80 features that just are on steam but not on it and uh, to me you know reviews just seems like it just seems like the most easy thing how do you not have that already no they, I, mean, I mean they, I feel like go you ahead. give you can give any excuse like oh well they just got here it's like yeah they just got here however they have the platform of steam to be compared to so why would you launch in any kind of a state that you don't have the same features as your counterpart 
you know, throw all the Fortnite money, all the V bucks around and get your exclusives and everything. But what good is that going to do if people can so easily tear down your product? Well, let me, let me also clarify too. They do have reviews Mm -hmm. specifically. What I was saying is one of the things that steam has is because they have this, the forum support inside the launcher, they have like, and Fran was talking about this, there's specific pages. So there's a page like an IGN page in the steam um, forum that you right. can go to and that's where they post all the reviews and stuff. So in, in the sense of like an iTunes or like a normal like marketplace, there are reviews there so you can see people reviewing the game, but they like steam has more like in-depth in-depth right. features. So user reviews that they don't have yet no that no, they, that no i'm is? pretty sure i'm pretty sure epic does have user reviews they just don't have that specific um advanced system of hey we have like look at all these forum people talking about it like and also mm. another, uh, the biggest complaint i've seen is controller support so one of the things that steam has is not while you're not even in the game you can use your controller to navigate around the marketplace um, and some games, some games that don't have it automatically enabled controller support, you can with Steam. Now with Epic, you can still use your controller to play games, but it's it's not. That's one of the things that people don't like is it's not as intuitive to right now to notice the games that don't have controller support. You know, because yeah. I think the base the way it basically works is kind of similar to emulate emulation. I almost like oh, emulation. Okay. So that that's one of them, but. Also, kind of to what you were saying, that's kind of circles back to what I was saying too. Is uh, they've gotten better, but like the UPlay launcher and the Origin launcher are inferior to Steam. Steam is the big boy here, you know. But there are some games like Origin's the best example that I just open the Origin launcher if I'm going to play any of my Battlefield games, just because um, I have the kind of uh, Origin access account. So, but still, my point though is is the fact that they're not trying to be the EA launcher. They're not trying to be the Ubisoft launcher, where you're only launching those games. These are big budgeted third party games, and so you know, kind of like what Coach was saying, how they're coming out on all the systems, and so now you're trying to create this ecosystem within the PC system. You know, and part of the reason people like choosing that is so that they don't have to worry about, you know, exclusivities and stuff other than, you know, obviously like The Last of Us and and stuff like that. But, yeah, it just seems it seems very not not forward thinking and on their part that they didn't stop and go, okay, well, you know, let's get this stuff. Let's make this a priority. You know, instead of having Marshmallow do a freaking concert in Fortnite, maybe work on some features. Well, it's also the 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 biggest thing that I'm looking forward to about it is um, the is going to be definitely that revenue split because mm-hmm. I think Steam's going to have to institute something like that to keep people from continuing to do that, and True. that's where I think it's going to be the biggest benefit for the industry is to finally have this big push, especially with what Google's doing with Project Stream and how Xbox is potentially looking at having a streaming box. This mm-hmm. all happening together, I think, could lead through the next breakthrough in the gaming industry. So that's why I'm so pro about it and not so right. hating on it. But I understand that there are things that are negative about it. I'm just looking more forward than I am at the now. So that's that's right. I mean, honestly, um, just for anybody who might be new pre- new to this podcast, um, I don't really care about the PC. So my right, voice right now is 
just shut up. Yeah, you and your X Excel sheets and your calculator. Fuck you, I'm doing my taxes right now, motherfucker. So, um, but I don't, I don't particularly care that much about it. But I can kind of see like where where everybody's coming from, and I just, I tr- the only way I can truly put myself in their shoes is tr- try to imagine if there was a launcher on the PlayStation 4 that suddenly I had to start using that launcher in order to play certain games, you know? And so that's the only way I can... That's, that's, huh? a good, that's, that's it. Some people aren't ready for it, definitely, and that's... Right, right. And I mean, I, I'm, as far as... As far as what you were saying about the um, revenue split, I'm totally on that side because anytime you know you can give more money to the developers rather than the person who's selling the game, like yes, please, I want those developers to stay in business and to make more money. And hopefully, yes, like you said, Steam will now have to; they have to compete with that. There's, I mean, that's not even up for debate at this point. Right. Um, and but, I, I mean, I. New, I um, What's frustrating for me and and other people who are mad about the situation, what's frustrating about it is that it's it's frustrating to see someone like Epic just basically throw money at a wall and think that they can just be the big man on campus. And that's kind of what's frustrating because then the other the other part that the part we haven't touched on yet is the moral part about having ads run on Steam. And then taking it off. Now, granted, their messaging at first was not great because a lot of people got pissed off about the fact that, oh, I pre-ordered on Steam. And so what? Now I'm just, you know, out of luck or something. Now they had to afterwards say, no, 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 no. If you did pre-order on Steam, you're fine. You know, you don't have to worry about that. So that's their part for not, you know, saying it correctly. But still, they, they paid a company. They paid Steam, you know, uh, who knows, you know, the back, the background paperwork that is in that, but they paid Steam to advertise their game and two weeks, which isn't really long. I mean, if anything, the game probably has already gone gold. So there is no changes that they're going to make to it. So it's, it's official. It's a finished game. And so now two weeks before it comes out, they're basically like, you know, Thank you for advertising for us. You know, now off. Right. And I, I mean, mean, that's, I feel like that's one thing that a lot of people are pissed off about. And that's definitely one thing that's a lot more common nowadays because, I mean, I talked about it a couple episodes ago, but like even just like five years ago, I don't feel like as many people cared. But then YouTube, YouTubers got more. Uh, um, news heavy and forums and Reddit and everything. And so now people feel like they have a voice. And so maybe they didn't care about it before because, you know, they just felt like, well, what's the point now we have the voice, we have the ability to do stuff and to have our voices heard, whether it be on a forum, whether it be on Reddit. And so now with that voice comes you know, caring. And, and so like I, this would have happened maybe a couple of years ago, who knows, maybe we wouldn't even really be talking about it. Yeah. I no, mean, you're right. It, it circles, it definitely circles back to same thing with where gaming's at today. Like, you know, for example, Skyrim is one of the games that I have spent probably 
the most time in in gaming and i did that as a completely singular experience whereas mm-hmm. you look at now god of war god of war is in the same vein it's a very single player heavy focus there's not a whole lot of community involvement but there is now on the outside of it everyone's like oh how did you feel at that part when the blah 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 and, and you're making it a more social experience which is fantastic but you're right it, it it's definitely a difference in time we you know used to look at games that maybe weren't the best they're like oh these are the best games i've ever played and nowadays you'll look up reviews and people talking about it and they're like wow that game was a steaming pile and you're like well it wasn't to me so time definitely has yeah i mean that's spot on coach you were saying something well i was just saying the idea that they were advertising on steam and then they had a sudden shift is more viable like a a better argument than let's just be mad because it's not going to be there you know that that's a much better argument of you know quote unquote false advertising, in true, a true, in true, a small true. sense you know, but I think that uh, the people that made extra that made Metro uh, did everything they were supposed to do in this case you know they let the pre sales stay uh, for those that mm-hmm. pre ordered and again if you haven't pre ordered it by now the chances of you pre ordering is probably not a thing um, yeah. And if you haven't played the Metro games, the Metro games are actually pretty good. Hell um, yeah. And they go on sale like PSN all the time for like five bucks. So right. you can get your fix. And uh, so I don't know what. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, so I don't know what the big hubaboo overall is about, honestly. But the idea that they advertised for Steam and then they said, no, nah, never mind, we're good. Uh, that is a much better argument than, oh, I can't play it on Steam. Right, 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 right. Hupaboo so. is now my new favorite word. Thank right? you, Right, thank you, Coach. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> All right, so we would like to know your guys' opinion. What side are you on? Specifically, if you are a PC player out there, you know, because it's so hard for a console player like me to just give a crap about this because it's just it does not affect me plebe. whatsoever. Plebe. <laughs> so um let us know what's your what's your opinion on the situation where do you guys stand um you can let us know uh, at our twitter or threat x3 productions at gmail.com so let us know there up next we're going to be talking about the incoming threats All right, so incoming threats. Uh, we always do the first episode of every month. We talk about basically everything that's coming out, everything that we're excited for. You know, we try to hit everything. So if you didn't hear it on here, um, you know, possibly I didn't happen to catch that one. But uh, in the descriptions down below, we will have the list. We will have the. Um, this is new. This is something new that we're trying. So we will have the list. It'll have the dates and the titles and a link to a uh, trailer. So if you hear something, you're like, huh, that's interesting. We will have a link to the, the YouTube trailer. So, all right, so let's get started with games today. And on February 1st, we got 8-Bit Hordes, which apparently is actually a sequel to some 8-Bit, like, like war or army or something. I don't know. Anyways, but it, it basically looks like an old school 
Warcraft-like game. And I was actually super excited about this. I went on to the PlayStation, ready to buy it, and it was $29.99. And I'm mm, like... Pretty much. Mm. It... it completely floored me because it's like i looked at it i'm like you know this looks like an awesome 20 dollars game and just that extra ten dollars was enough for me to go i'm good i'm good <laughs> i mean it is purposefully being an old school game with old school graphics and even old school i mean for first off this is an rts so i don't even know how it's going to control with a controller those have so always been like, really finicky RTS oh, yeah. on a console i mean yeah <laughs> exactly. So having faith that this random ass, you know, company somehow got it right. I just like, nope, that's good. Like literally $10 and I would have bought it on the spot. Um, Animal Super Squad. This looks like a really unique platformer because like you're an animal and you put like wheels on yourself and you're like driving around. It looks it looks really nice. Um trailer in the description below so you'll you'll see exactly what i mean if you if you look at the trailer war groove is a turn-based strategy where you kind you can actually have a build your own adventure mode so i'm pretty sure it, it's like any you know build your own thing where it has its own campaign but then you can also build your own thing so that that looked like an interesting one um and it i you know oh by the way uh one thing I did not mention, if I don't say what platform it's available on, then it's on all of them. So unless I specifically say like Switch, then you can assume that it's on all consoles and PC. Um, so heading into February 5th, Away, Journey to the Unexpected. Um, this one actually looks really interesting. I believe this was revealed at the kind of funny whatever game showcase. Know, Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Showcase. Um, but this one actually looks really cool because it looks like it's the same art design as the Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Age people. But now it's this FPS roguelike. And so you can have different characters and obviously they're going to have different strikes. And it really looks like it's leaning into the roguelike. But having those um, like animations in, you know, an FPS looks really interesting. And I mean... I I'm I'm very intrigued for it sure. It almost kind of looks Zelda like in a sense. I can a, see that. Yeah. yeah. A, like FPS, like yeah, it just kind of has that feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean like the arts uh, I can't emphasize the art style enough because it, it's, it's just great. Cool. Yeah. Um the occupation, which is a narrative walking simulator with light puzzles. And so if that's your type of game, it does look pretty interesting as far as, um, I mean, it's called the occupation because, you know, obviously we're being, I believe we're being like occupied by aliens or something like that. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Hey, trailer in the description. So if you're super interested in those type of narrative experiences, it definitely did look very intriguing. February 6th, um, the Astroneer, this one's only going to be PC and Xbox one. Um, this looks kind of like a no man's sky without any combat. Um, yeah. it, it's very stylized as far as like the art style. It's kind of cartoony, but pixel arty at the same time. But that's the best way I could have described it, is No Man's Sky, no combat. It looks it looks cute. It looks fun. Um, 
but you know obviously i don't know if it's something i will personally and then yeah apparently walking dead which if you go on ign it says it's coming out but i was just informed that apparently it's been delayed so that sucks yeah starbreeze uh, is going through a lot of restructuring and so they're like oh, well, that's true. we don't know that's when true. we can get that game out true uh february 12th trials rising yes. um this is gonna be the jam uh my one sentence description was this was more trials i mean if trials is your thing then this seems to be like the next evolution in trials which trials is not a bad thing but you know trials fusion was one of the first games that i bought with my ps4 like when i saw it i was mm -hmm. like you know because i never really liked i played them but never really enjoyed them trials fusion is a phenomenal game and it's so cool because it's very stylized like futuristic and like the, right. the theme song i'll still like listen to every now and then um but when i saw this at e3 i was like oh yes please like i need more trials now yeah yeah and no, i mean it's been a while since the yeah it was like 20 came out so, 13 i think yeah so i mean it, it's about time and uh it's about bloody time and you know trials fusion is just a really good i don't even call it a racer it's just kind of you're racing against yourself uh yeah. it's more of a puzzler just, yeah it's just it's more of a puzzle game than anything else really um i mean you do technically race against the clock and yeah you can see like ghost versions of yourself or if you have uh, online turned on you see like ghost uh ghost versions of like your friends so like i would always like to try to beat like you know nate or kevin or other one of our old members and i would be like yeah and so like it definitely is an interesting experience so i mean uh, i want to say um i want to say that they're just they're just adding more to it and even having like really challenging sections and so that's that's really cool um Next up, Hyper Jam. This looks like a pretty interesting kind of brawler type game. And by brawler, I mean um, like Smash Bros kind of game. Um, sort of because, I, I mean, there's like four people. It's very stylized. It's very much, you know, each person has... It's kind of, I guess it's a brawler slash overwatch because everybody has their own skills and yada yada. So, But it looks really cool. I mean... A lot of these games in February are very stylized until we get to the end of the month where we get the big hitters. So uh, February 14, Degrees of Separation. This looks like a very interesting uh, puzzle platformer. Um, you can either play uh, with two people, that which is the way, obviously, the developers want it to be played, or you can play it kind of like the the second uh, unraveled where you could just switch between the two characters and you could do it that way. And so it looks really cool. And I mean, it has a very interesting mechanic where one person is made of fire and one person is made of ice. And so the way you have to do certain puzzles is just kind of cool. So the art style is kind of limbo esque in the way of the animation. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. But you're right there. The, the art style is also looks to be a game mechanic and it looks yes. very very cool yeah definitely. <laughs> and then another really bad. cool puzzle game is <laughs> cool <Shut up>. <laughs> 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 um, another really cool puzzler is a fold apart which is a puzzle game involving the way you fold a piece of paper and so like the, paper mario yeah there's a there's like a paper on the on the screen and depending on how you fold it 
um, is how like you get your person from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. And so you have to find interesting ways of doing it. And obviously, once again, very stylized, very artistic and everything. And so now we're starting to get into the more heavy hitters in February 15. We got Jump Force, which is pretty much just anime Smash Bros. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily call it anime Smash Bros. Uh, if you look at the gameplay of it, it actually looks more like uh, Tenkaichi. Yeah, Tekaichi or, you know, like Xenoverse, uh, <laughs> even to a smaller extent, like the Pokemon slash Tekken game that's out on Switch, which is really fun. But, um, right, right. You know, I so it's more, along, though, it's, it's more like a fighter than like just a brawler. Like, right, right, right. Or, I know. meant it more in the way that like you have you have the world colliding all. yeah exactly that that that's the way i more meant it as but yes you're absolutely right it's not like it's not side scroller so i hope i didn't throw anybody off there uh Metro, I gotta be, go ahead sorry <laughs> i gotta be 100 honest here i think this might be one of those games that falls into the classic watchdog presentation of e3 because the game looked phenomenal at e3 and right. this one looks kind of like i think fighters looks a lot better than this oh gosh yeah. well and i think fighters has the um the but you have to understand guess, that they're totally different games though. i understand like, but like, fighters is, is more 2d with 3d background and then right. this is a full-on 3d fighter um so you know give or take but i mean you're right uh fighters way better, is probably yeah. a much better fighting game mm-hmm. but you know when you have this mashup and the way it looks is pretty cool, mm-hmm. um, but it seems to me like there's other issues with it. But I mean, I'm still excited for it, and I hope it does well. Right. Um, next up, Metro Exodus, which we talked enough about that. So, I mean, obviously, all you really need to know is that it's the third Metro, uh, but now it's open world. So that's one thing that I'm definitely intrigued about is the fact that it's open world, because to me, like out of all of the apocalyptic um games this and like rage 2 are the main ones that i'm really looking at because this has the lineage and rage 2 has the intriguing you know remix i guess would be the right word to put it so um crackdown finally maybe like i'm expecting <laughs> i know that this is just like the cynical like ps4 fanboy in me but it's like i'm expecting like it's 48 hours right before it releases and they're just like just kidding <laughs> hey terry cruz though yeah, yeah. right <laughs> i mean this is definitely you know kind of the last running joke of the uh generation mm-hmm. you know of because this was a game that was showed like back when xbox one and ps4 were first brought in like within that first year at least you know along oh, with yeah, like kingdom definitely. hearts and shinmu and all that kind of stuff and you know you know you're bad when kingdom hearts beat you to to release <laughs> yeah and final fantasy 15 and that's a good point too. That's true, right? <laughs> and Square Enix beat you out of game, you know. Um, but no, so I mean, this is kind of the last running joke. I, I, is it going to be good? I mean, I don't know. Like Kingdom Hearts three has actually turned out to be a pretty good game. Um, and Final Fantasy fifteen, once they got all the DLC out, or most of the DLC, because they they're stopping the DLC now. But right, right. Uh, you know, that's turned out to be pretty good. So you know. Last Guardian had its issues, but now they've kind of patched it. It's been okay. So we'll, it'd be interesting to see how this turns out. But would this one have a much more multiplayer focus in it that's been going on for five years? And you know how much yeah. has changed in five years? I, 
I don't know, man. Talk about a game that is a detriment to the ideas and choices of original Xbox One. Um, yeah. Because I guarantee you that if they didn't start this project with so much multiplayer focus, so much cloud focus, so much everyone's connected always online, this game probably would have come out a lot sooner. I'm pretty sure they had to, they had this giant vision. Super mediocre. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they had this giant vision for um, the multiplayer aspect of it that they just had to completely scrap and start over because right. everyone's, you know, turned around. So hopefully it's good at full transparency. I played a little bit of crackdown one on Xbox 360, but I didn't have Xbox 360 for years. So yeah, right. I don't have a whole lot of experience, but it looks, it looks like just cause and uh, saints row had a baby. I mean, yeah. at least with the gameplay for uh, crackdown three, but it looks fun. I just don't have an Xbox. Yeah. And then, so next up is um, Far Cry New Dawn. Um, this is definitely one of the ones I was kind of hinting at when I was all like, out of all the apocalyptic games, like this one, it has the very, very unlucky, um, I guess, unlucky, it's just unlucky because this got na- announced after Rage 2. So I look at this game and it's like, okay, this looks almost exactly like Rage 2, you know? And I mean, I know, I know it's like one of the very first like direct sequels and that's interesting, but I don't know. Nate, you, you give me the positive side of this. The positive side of this for me is I was very disappointed by Far Cry 5. I loved loved some of the new mechanics. Like I think some of the things they did really are going to grow the series to to better lengths. Um, But just it just didn't seem like it connected well. It was the least Far Cry feeling game to me out of all the ones I played. Three, you know, me and you have a little bit of a different background. I love the modern Far Cry's. You know, you love Far Cry 2. Right. I never had right. really experience with that. So for me, the pinnacle has always been three. Three, I remember being such an outstanding game. And then four, you know, at the time when I played it, I just played three again. And so I was like, well, this feels like more of the same. But when I mm-hmm. reflected back on it, I had a better view. So I'm excited for new Dawn because it looks like the far cry game I want, but still in the setting that was, Oh, kind of cool. Like they made the setting cooler with new Dawn, but you know, the things like being able to like visually change the way your gun looks and add like, like added on attachments with like rope and tape, like it, it looks like the far cry series that I love. So this looks like it's going to be a remedy to the experience I had with five. Now, what do you think about the RPG elements? Me personally, I am not a super huge fan of them because I feel like even, even in the first person shooter genre, I feel like we have enough RPG first person shooters um, but also this really this really kind of puts it in a weird spot because like none of the other Far Cries have been very RPG focused. And so now we're having numbers pop up every time we shoot somebody, you know, we're having, you know, rare and ultra rare guns and stuff like so what's your what's your views on that? I mean, I'm not adverse to it simply because I think one of the biggest benefits that we've seen is the change with the Assassin's Creed series. You know, Assassin's Creed with Origins made it much more of a RPG and then Odyssey even more so. And that ended up working for that series. Now, it's not 
you know, what I love, because I love the traditional Assassin's Creed games, the linear ones, but those right. games, the new ones are still good. So if it's stuff that works, then, then, you know, we'll just see, we'll just have to see how well it works with it. You know, right. I'm, and I feel like that's a lot of people's like, um, I guess, quarrel. <laughs> that's a lot of people's qualm. Thank you. That was quarrel. Um, that's a lot of people's qualm with the Assassin's Creed that yes, it's a good game, but it's not an Assassin's Creed game anymore. Right. And so right. that's what I'm worried about. Like Far Cry five, as much as it changed and might not have felt like a Far Cry game, it was still so much, um, it was still so recognizable and it still gave me the far cry feels where it was okay. And I actually like you, I liked the changes. So now we have this RPG factor to it. Like one of the things I'm going to be super pissed off about, I don't know cause I haven't played the game, but one thing I'm going to be super pissed off about is if I land a perfect headshot and the guy doesn't die because I have a white gun rather than a gold gun or something. That's something that really worries me, especially just because that's not what far cry is. Like if I did that in rage or whatever, that would make sense because like rage was a little bit more of an RPG, even though not so much, but you know, what borderlands like, like you're talking about having to worry about what your, what the damage your gun has yeah exactly yeah i think you know i really don't know i think that could work for it but i see where where you're coming from would you say that the last one that was similar to that would be primal because remember primal having very basic rpg elements um for example in the sense of the different areas so if you wanted to go up north you had to craft um like warm clothes you had to craft winter clothes and so that worked. I mean, it, it was very basic, but I mean, I liked the change that it that it was. So, I mean, you know, we'll just we'll have to see. Yeah. And lastly, speaking of RPGs, uh, February twenty second, or depending on what f-ing version you have, um, Anthem. <laughs> a lot okay, of pure- so I totally yeah. missed that you had to have a different version to get it on the twenty second. So a lot no, of peers on the 15, if you have like it on PC and you also have origin, I don't know. It's so freaking, oh, they had to put yeah. out a table to yeah. let people know when they can f-ing have it like that. That's a clear sign that like, what the f- guys? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember seeing that tweet. Um, I actually saw it from Alana Pierce and I was like, wow. Well, I mean, that's, that's very normal for EA because their whole programs with like um, origin access and origin premiere access with premiere, you can get the game earlier and you can pay 15 bucks a month and just mm-hmm. play all the new games. So that is one negative to the whole subscription service. And what we talked about with the Epic store is stuff like that is like, okay, well can like, it's just too confusing. Right, right. And I mean, especially this is a game uh, me and coach have played. It is a game that we're like, okay, we looked at the, we looked at the whole 2019. We're like, okay, what are a couple of games that we could try to see and make a lot of content on? And we already have to compete as, as the small channel that we are, we already have to compete with all the, you know, people who have early access. Um, But now we have to compete with, the fact that PC people are getting it a whole, you know, week before us. And so they're going to be able to put out way more content than us. And it just so happens that 
well, we play it on the PlayStation 4 because that's what we're playing it on. So it's like we're being punished because we don't have a PC or we don't have Origins. And I get that that's the incentive, but like the 15 to the 20 seconds, a whole freaking week. Like I felt like before it was at least only like three days or something like that, but now you have a whole week. And so now it's putting small creators like me and probably thousands of others in a really tough spot. Cause I mean, like what if you just don't have the money for that, that good of a PC or whatever? What if you are a PS4 exclusive channel? You know, I mean, you're just get out of luck. Yeah. It's not great for sure. Um, mm. And I'm with you. Like usually it's like three days. Um, like, you know, basically they get the weekend before. Yeah. Right. If so, it's if I'm, it comes out on Tuesday, they get it on Friday. So like even that makes sense. Yeah, but I don't, the whole week thing. I mean, that's like I understand you got to push your product, but that's just like a little bit extreme mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that also means for me is that the game is actually closer to being a hundred percent what the game is than maybe mm-hmm. you thought it was last weekend. Yeah, um, you know during the. VIP demo or whatever the crap they called it. Speaking of, I got to get rid of my GameStop pre-order. But I don't know what the overall logic is behind having it a week early. I just Mm -hmm. don't. Yeah, because everything you just said is very, very true. It's 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 the same thing Epic's doing with Metro. Of hey, let's give you an incentive to come to and use our platform, and use the benefits that we have. You can get it a week early, and you are right. It used to be something like three days, and that was kind of okay. This is a little like the fact when you have to produce a chart to show when yeah. the game is coming out it's not it's not consumer focused it's it's you're definitely confusing the consumer and i will throw this out there part of pc master race you know what i'm saying um so you guys played it this morning when i woke yeah. up i was like i'm gonna play it and <clears throat> two days two or three days ago i couldn't find it out in the store so i didn't pre-download it and so i went on my ps4 and i was like all right i'm gonna download it and i've got good internet speed but it was like 26 gigs and they were it's like hey it's gonna take about an hour or 70 minutes i'm like all right. And so I got on my PC and started downloading. It's like, all right, be ready, be ready in 20 minutes. And it's 42 gigs. I was like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's just limitations of the PlayStation there. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I was just, I was making a PC mess race joke. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is. It's I, not consumer I, focused. I it's not, definitely not. Yes. I would like to, we have played it and we haven't had a try and because we haven't had a weekly grind in a while. So I would like to talk real, real fast just because of how long we're running, but I would like to know like, what are, what are your thoughts so far on it? And, and I guess, uh, yeah. What do, what do we want to do with it as far as, you know, I don't know, coach. I mean, I, the only thing that concerns me is that like right now there's not a whole lot going on. Like I understand it's a demo. So like, It's one of those things where you have to wait until the game comes out, Mm -hmm. you know, but what, uh, like what's going to be different about the actual game versus the demo? Uh, The fact that it was a six week old build, basically. I do not believe that. I mean, I just don't like, why would you put out an inferior version for your demo you're trying to convince people 
to buy your game. Well, I think so, the whole six week of it is just like the systems and stuff. Like I think the main focus of it is, is, is because of this whole microtransaction thing with EA being plagued right. by it is they, Hey, you know, we're saying, Hey, you know, the economy you're seeing, it's not going to be representative of, of what's actually there. Cause we're fixing it. We're updating it up until the game. So we can make sure it's right. That's right. But I this isn't even like about the economy. This is gameplay well, the, environment. Yeah. Right, right. Well, that the economy sort of was a part of it too because people were were clipping out like, "Hey, look at how egregious this is! Twenty bucks for a skin," and then being like, "Hey, that's not what it's going to be. That's what we were working with at the time." No, but I get right. what you're saying. There were there were a lot of bugs and like bad bugs. Like I've seen people who had the forever load, like the ninety five load yeah. bug, and they did sort of change that from the the private one to the public one. At least from the time that I've played it, they've changed that. Um, but I, I am torn, you know, like this was a game that I wanted to try to cover. And it was, like I said, you know, what, five minutes ago, you know, it was one that we talked about, okay, you know, let's do this. Let's try to do some content on it. And it's just, it hasn't, it hasn't won me over as much as I want to, because I'm really torn. I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a 50, 50 right now, because on the one hand, when you do get playing or you do have even just me and coach, for instance, like it can be really fun, but then the problem has been and playing <laughs> because yeah. we get we get stuck somewhere or we have to reload or something. And I get it; it's a beta, it's a demo. I don't know. I don't know because I mean it's so I I am scared. You know, even though we have something worked out here that we're not going to spend full price. You know. Um, even though it's still like, I, how much money am I willing to put towards this? How much am I really starting to do? And then what if EA pulls an EA and they, it's just, it's grindy as F it's microtransactions up the ringing. Like, am I going to really want to do content on it? Am I really going to feel the passion to, to do content? That's, that's when I'm, I'm really torn about it. Well, I'll tell you one thing in particular that is a good benefit for the game and something I heard about the other night is in their economy, you can use like there, there are two different currencies. You've, you've got your coins and you've got your shards. Is that what it is? Shards? Yeah, I think so. You can use, if there's a skin or something that you like, if you don't have enough coins that you earn in the game, you can use shards and vice versa. To You can combine currencies to get whatever you want. So it's not necessarily that you have to pay for the shards just to get this. You can, you know, but we'll also have to see how frequently and how much, how many coins you get per interaction. That, that made Luke Skywalker, you know, you had to do like, hundreds of hours just to unlock him when he's like a staple of he was available in the first freaking game and they made it so that you had to like grind for 40 freaking hours just to get him so i do not trust ea it's like them giving us the option to buy it with coins is just because well i trust bioware more than ea and in this oh my god bioware has no say in this Bioware has more say than Bioware has more say than Dice because Dice is owned specifically by EA. So I, I think it's going to be a less egregious situation than. Well, here goes it's still my, Activision type of thing where Activision gets to decide exactly. You know, Activision got to decide that it was called Blackout. They had a whole different title picked out for this mode, and they were really excited about it. And to see right. like 
Lord Vanderhall's face when he talked about, oh yeah, we had this other name. Like, right, but, but it's, it, it's very similar to, it's the difference is like with PlayStation and like Sony Santa Monica or you know, PlayStation and Sucker Punch. It's a company that is owned by, it's a developer owned by this company, but they're not having, now granted PlayStation is better, but it's the same thing with, you have e, EA who owns Bioware, but then you have EA and DICE who, DICE is an EA studio. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think there is going to be a difference there. They're still the distributor of the game. They're still the one giving the money. And in order to make the overlords happy, they have to, to a certain extent, they have pushback. I'm never going to try to imagine that they don't have any pushback. But this is money we're talking about. This is cold, hard cash. You know, especially since it's set up exactly like a Fortnite menu just fucking proves it because, oh my God, how much did Fortnite make? Now, granted, it's a free game, but that doesn't matter to EA because once again, it's about the fucking dollar signs. See, this is one reason why I love this show is me and Nick are on two different points throughout this entire show, and I fucking love it. Right. <laughs> well, here's the other thing that history. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Am I right, EA? <laughs> Well, here's my biggest concern with Anthem, honestly. Like, how many hours would you say we've played it so far, Nick? I, I think I've put in at least like ten hours, ten to fifteen, something like that. I I have I have way too much going on, and it like the little that I have played, I wasn't so overwhelmingly positive about it that like I felt the need to keep going. So, if you're at ten, I would have to say I was maybe at. A half to three quarters of that, you know, because I just I really have not played that much. Like you were, uh, you were level thirteen, right? Yeah, fourteen. I think you had just gotten to fourteen. I was just on the edge. Yeah, I had just barely gotten to twelve, I think, and I think that's just because of you know I happened to the time I happened or what I was doing. I was just happened to I don't know. Yeah. So point being, I haven't played that much of it. Right. But like I said, it is just because it really hasn't sold me on it. It hasn't it hasn't convinced me that, yeah, I need to do this. I need to be playing this. And so it's just it's just a worry. And I'm pretty sure plenty of people not only that, but I think another big thing that a lot of people are like also talking about is the time. This is coming out right before another similar game. Granted, it doesn't have like flying exosuits or whatever, but it's a similar game division. So how many people, there's plenty of like forums and stuff where people are just like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for division or, you know, why would I play this when I can play Warframe? You know, there's plenty of people saying that. So it's like, not only do they have EA and the, just the name alone gets this passion inside people like me, even though there are plenty of people like Nate who trust Bioware and maybe rightfully so we'll have to wait and see. But there are plenty of people like me that just the name of EA is just enough to make them go, ah, I don't know. So they get not only that, but they're dropped right for a competitor. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I haven't heard as many negatives as far as everything goes towards Division 2. So uh, we need to move on, though, because we're getting a little long and we haven't even gotten a movie. So let's get on to the movies. February 1st, we had a couple came out. So obviously this is after February 1st. So, um, But Miss Bala, 
I thought the interesting. Which I'm going to go see uh, later tonight after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So just stay tuned for that review on uh, Movie Fix, if you would. Um, so the interesting one about that is that it was made, or it was a full Latino cast and like crew and stuff like that. So th- mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. It's another one that's a Netflix one. I started watching it and haven't gotten through it, but I will definitely give my thoughts on that for movie fix as well. Um, February 8th, we got High Flying Bird. I don't know what that is. The Lego movie, too, the second part. <laughs> yeah. The plot on this was, that was not what I expected. One. When I saw the actual trailer for it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what men want, which, which is. Yeah. That's weird. Am yeah, I the see, only one that like when I saw okay. the trailer for it, I was like, I was like, okay, I mean, we've seen this with Mel Gibson, and I was like, I mean, I get what we're and doing. It's like, you know, and I'm like, oh, they literally just ripped off the concept. Yeah, but then I saw a trailer, I think it was the second trailer for it when we went to go see Glass recently, and I was like, oh, I'm entertained. I like that actress. And so I was like, this might be like funnier than I think it's going to be. I think one thing that I really, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's always just a coincidence, but this one, and then there's another one where the, it's another black girl. Uh, she was in like scream or whatever, but she's getting turned into a little person. So having this and that being advertised right around the same time is almost confusing. Cause it's just like, you know, maybe they should have waited because it seems weird. Um, the prodigy, uh, that one looks interesting. It has the girl from Orange is the New Black, and it's almost like it's almost like what is it, The Omen, where mm-hmm. the kid clearly has something wrong with them. So okay, Cold Pursuit, my man Liam, motherfucking Neeson. That is his name, by the way. Um, and this one actually, uh, I've been seeing some promos about it, and it says it's a dark comedy, which if you remember a while back, we talked about this trailer and talked about how they were going to go a comedy route. So to hear that reviewers are saying that, I'm like, well, good, because that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see a different side of Liam Neeson because he's killing people, but he's just a normal dad. So he's probably getting used to killing people and he's he probably doesn't he's not perfect at it at first so that's interesting this is such a meta liam neeson movie and that's what has me excited for it they looked at the writing and was like hey it's a joke that you're a badass dad in every movie you're in or a badass character who kills people let's make you an actual person real person who it just happens to be killing people Right, exactly. And I mean, that's what makes it the most interesting. And that's what makes it hopefully because I mean, eventually towards the end of the movie, he's going to be kicking so much ass. It's going to be funny, but getting him to that journey, I feel will it will feel more deserved than the guy from gray, who was always a badass. The guy from taken, who was always a badass. We get to see him come the badass. And so that I'm actually intrigued at, um, February 14th, Valentine's day. Hey, get all, all the romantic comedies out of the way. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. No Deadpool this year. It's a little saddening. No, I'm, I'm saying that because isn't it romantic? That looks so stupid. Although it, I guess it works for Valentine. Now, funny enough, there's a, there's a movie. I want to say it's like five feet away. 
It has one of the sweet life of Dak and Cody twins. Um, and like they have, I can't remember what they have, but they have a disease that basically makes it so they have to live their life, you know, a certain way because they're just going to get sick from like the most basic thing or whatever. And so it's this really romantic movie. And I'm like, why is this not coming out on Valentine's Day? And instead we got this Rebecca Wilson movie where she like hits her head. And instead of, you know, um, what's the other one? I feel pretty mm-hmm. where she's like, she hits her head and she just automatically thinks she's gorgeous, which was a dumb premise. But now we have this one where she's actually like stuck in a romantic comedy. And so hopefully it's going to be meta enough for like the guys where they can actually go and they're like, Oh yeah, I hate that about romantic comedies, but hopefully it doesn't go too much into the fact that it is itself a romantic comedy defeating the purpose of making fun of romantic comedies. You know, like that's what I'm hoping, but we'll have to see. I don't have anything about, uh, against Rebecca Wilson other than thank God it's not Melissa McCarthy. Um, but I, I saw this and I'm just like, yipty. Yipty fucking do I who cares? Like moving on. Um, Alita Battle Angel. I have been hearing some positive things about this. Um, one of the main things is seeing an IMAX. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I'm very excited to see that one actually. Um, yeah, it's probably the most my most anticipated outside of the one we're going to talk about for next week and Lego Movie 2. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so I think so. I'm I'm pretty stoked for it, and I plan on seeing it in IMAX. So I'm mm. I'm ready for it. It's a movie I kind of feel like I can't care less about right now, just because all the trailers I've seen for it don't really do anything for me. Um, I, I don't. I, I get the feeling though. This is going to be a movie that you see it in theaters. You like it more than if you watch it. True, later. true. I think I think it's going to be like that too. Um, up next, Happy Death Day to you the number two and the letter u um the very the first one was very like self-aware and it was meta in certain ways and so i hope that that crappy name is just part of the joke and it's still gonna retain its charm it's still gonna retain everything because that that does not impress me whatsoever. that was such an interesting trailer too because when i saw the trailer i'm like really they're making a sequel and then the more the trailer went on i was like oh you're doing like intelligently interesting things like you are playing with this narrative that's never been done before and i was like it was one of those that in a single trailer viewing i went from really to oh wow oh yeah i do i had a a similar experience and the first one was just bad good enough that i want to see the second one (laughs) <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate pick. I loved it. Um, well, and I mean, I guess another thing that I found weird is the, this concept has suddenly blown up. Cause I mean, we had groundhogs day way, way, way back. Then we had edge of tomorrow. And I feel, I don't know if it was edge of tomorrow's fault. If like, we can go back to Tom Cruise and be like, you did this to us. But it seems weird that this concept is blowing up now because now not only do we have that, we have two, netflix movies and a netflix series netflix series uh russian doll that just came out on february 1st i want to say has the same concept where the the 
girl with the really, really frizzy hair in Orange is the New Black, she keeps dying, and so then she has to keep reliving the. And the number one thing I'm definitely intrigued, but not enough to watch it yet, is the fact that how can they stretch this pretty basic, you know, concept over episodes rather than just like a two-hour movie? Well, if you have every day be an hour long, I mean, I feel like you could. True. It'll you, be, you know, she's doing different things, make it kind of like a mystery type thing. I think it would work, you know. Kinda yeah, like an episode of Supernatural. Yeah, exactly. See, that made sense because it was one episode, right? And so it was very self-referential, and it was very meta and and making fun of certain things. And I really enjoyed that. But that was one episode. This is an entire series. What Even if it was series where they purposely only had like four episodes or something like that even would make more sense but i don't know well, it's just nice a weird it, thing that suddenly we have that concept popping up everywhere now it is only eight eight episodes and they're 20 minutes a piece so oh 20 so minutes oh, yeah they're okay. like 24 I, I assume that drama or, or drama things like that are more you know akin to the 40 minute long so right. that, I, I don't know i might give it a try maybe we'll see uh, February 22nd, How to Train Your Dragon. This will be the last chapter. Um, this is obviously one I'm going to go see with my daughter, so I'm super excited about this one. Um, thoughts? I think the How to Train Your Dragon series is definitely a Toy Story kind of series um, based in the sense of when it first came out, I was like, it's a dumb DreamWorks movie. I'm not going to, you know, I don't really care. But when I actually sat down and watched it, I'm like, that was a fantastic animated movie. Like that was a fantastic movie period. Like it had so much heart, so much love put into it. And the same with the second one, the second one went to a place that I didn't think it would go to like to actually dive that deep into the story and have a lot more facets than you would see in a normal animated film. So, um, this one definitely looks like an experience that I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. And I don't know if I haven't heard great things about it or if it's just something I've heard kind of a negative air towards this. So I don't really, I don't really know, but hopefully it's going to be a very emotional and and heartwarming conclusion to this uh, trilogy they've made. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, if it's anything like the first two, I'm not too concerned about it. Yeah. I mean, even if uh, it's not as good as the second one and it's just less than the first one, you're still getting a good movie. Maybe a disappointment, but it will still be a good movie. And I think the one thing that can sort of trigger me in certain ways, make me a little cynical or nitpicky, is when people critique a children's movie too harshly. It's like, it's like there's this huge, huge amount of hate for the Minions movie. And it's like, you are not the demographic for this movie. Why are you being so harsh about it? Now, obviously, you have Wally. You have pretty much anything Pixar, except for recent ones, in my opinion. You know, Toy Story. And you have all these to choose from that are not just kids' movies. They're family movies. But that's always been Pixar's thing. DreamWorks has never really pretended to be this high-society CGI production company it has always been this company for kids movies now how to train your dragon i do feel is way more family centric than like obviously despicable me is a perfect example of very 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 kids movie <laughs> like boss baby 
Yeah, the, another really good example. Yes. So I mean, but that's that's the name they're making for themselves, and so to to try to to try to judge it so harshly because it's like, oh, this kid movie suck. It's like, well, yeah, it's a freaking kids movie. Like, I I don't know. Like, I understand, but also I don't because it's like I feel like pre Zoe Ann, I would have been like maybe on board, but afterwards it's like well she's paying attention to the moving colors for about an hour and a half i'm 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 good <laughs> that's, that's what i like about how to train your dragon as well is it's i don't think it's just a kid's movie i think it's just a, a very yeah. phenomenal movie you know the minions exactly. i could kind of see because when we watched the minions the first time you know we liked the despicable me movies my wife and i but when we watched minions i was like i don't really care for like like we shut it off halfway through. I was like, it just didn't, it just didn't grab me, you know, but I think yeah. that's more of a commentary on illumination films. Cause illumination seems to be hitting that demographic of, Hey, look at these. These are great for kids. The kids will love them. And it's like, well, they're not actually fantastic. Like the Grinch, the Grinch is a perfect example, <laughs> <laughs> but I can see Did the critique of the minion. No, 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 no. You're so lucky. I was forced to because I had a. I have Zoe Ann and uh, my, my wife. My wife. My wife was super excited to go see it, and so she's like, "Well, we have to go see it." And so we did. Your review turned like, me away from it. Oh yeah, it should. That was the purpose of it. <laughs> just go watch Jim Carrey's version, or even just the '50s version. Where are you, Christmas? No, I'm doing exactly what I said. I. <laughs> What I just complained about, but I, it, it's different because it's me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, another thing is like minions, you don't have anything that to really compare it to, but like Grinch, you have another movie to compare that to. So it's like, I'm not really being harsh on the fact that it's a kid's movie. I'm being harsh on the fact that it's like, it's just pointless to even exist. I mean, any, <laughs> any hosers. Um, so I mean that's pretty much it. Uh, what let's let's talk about the game that we're the most excited for and the movie we're most excited for. Let's start with Coach. Game wise, I'm actually pretty pumped about uh, the Metro game. Uh, yeah, you know, because just because I bought the Metro games, I don't know, I guess about a year ago, and they were like six bucks each, mm, and I bought yeah. them physical and. I just liked them. And, you know, I'm not even a first-person shooter guy, but the story in them was so good, and uh, the gameplay itself was entertaining for me. So I'm really looking forward to that gameplay-wise. Uh, movie-wise, I think LEGO Movie 2 is probably the one I'm most excited for, although the Alita movie I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Nate? Um, so on the opposite end of, I've bought Metro, the collection several times, one on PC, one's on Xbox and one on PlayStation. And I haven't played them ever. I didn't play any of them. No, I, oh actually got, I actually got close to, I, I started, I started 20, uh, 2033 and I don't remember what happened, but I just, I played like the first 10 minutes of it and then I got distracted doing something else and never went back. So Metro, I would like to go back and play because Exodus does look really good. Now mm-hmm. for right now, for me, it's going to be new dawn um, just because of the excitement I expressed earlier. But uh, once I get hands on with Anthem, we'll see how that will change as far as games go. Um, movies for me, probably 
probably have to say happy death day to you simply because I'm pretty sure that's the movie my wife and I are going to go see when we go out for Valentine's day. But also nice. I'm interested to see how this ends up being or how this stacks up because it just looks like a, like a fascinating time to see what they're going to do with it. Um, so movie that's probably the most I'm excited for. Um, and I definitely have to agree with Metro. Um, I love the other ones. I love their uh, stealth aspect. I love the detail put into just every little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you blow out a candle and you can stealth a lot harder. And the fact that this one is more open world focused and now we're out of the claustrophobic uh, rails and now we're out in the real world but there's still going to be certain areas like s- certain storms will come through and you'll still have to put your mask back on but that's the very first time they showed that and the fact that we were going outside i was like sold just shut up and take my money because oh my god and i mean i think is i think it, that's just one of the main reasons like what they were always so good at is maybe not to the level of like dishonor by any means, but it really gave you like a lot of tools and it's like, take this situation on the way you want to take this situation on. And then it's like the jump from like uncharted three to four, where all of a sudden you had this big open area and you could quite literally take that situation on any way you wanted to in that big of a jump. But now um, as far as I know, it's going to be similar to, I mean, what's a good example, I guess. It's not going to be open world in the sense it's of probably like, gonna be like God of War. Yes. Uh, you know, that's probably a, a good, you know, parallel because it's an open world in the sense that there's giant open areas, but not open world in the sense that they're all connected. They're all, you know, just cause, you know, levels of big um, where you can just drive from one to the, they're not going to be that. However, they are going to be big enough where exploring is going to be heavily. And I feel like exploring was always a part of Metro in the first place, but it was more like Bioshock where here's a bunch of corridors you can go down to. And if you find the extra ones to go down to, then you get extra, you know, equipment, extra ammo and stuff like that. And so exploring was more um, tertiary because it's like, well, this is what you could do in order to maybe make things easy for you, but you don't have to. Whereas this one, the exploring is just because here's a giant playground and, you know, have fun. And so that aspect of it is really interesting. And then going from the, you know, the underground to even like a desert area and having different threats and still making it feel like Metro, that makes me really excited. Uh, Movies. I'd have to say, I'd have to obviously say how to train your dragon. I mean, it's not just because I have a kid. It's because it is just, you know, I do particularly like that one Um, just because I've always liked dragons, you know, and to find something like that, that is, you know, it's not, you know, rain of fire where it's so dark and dreary and rain of fire. Such a good movie. And it is. It's such a good movie, but it was a lot more light. It was a lot more comedical. And I mean, I do kind of like what they did with the second one and the fact that they made dragons more part of their life. And to see that continue on and it be threatened again is just, it'll be, I hope it's treated the right way because we've had, you know, we'll have three movies now and then a couple of seasons of the 
of the um Netflix. Netflix original. So I'd really like to see how are they going to close it out? Is it going to feel like a good ending? You know, because that ending of Uncharted 4, for instance, it was just, it was so perfect, you know, because it, le- it left it open just enough for it's like, oh, well, maybe we'll get a spinoff or something. But it also closed all of the other storylines and you felt like it, you felt like such a good resolution. And I really hope that I can get the same thing for How to Train Your Dragon 3. So let us know what you guys are most excited for and let us know what you're going to play the most of. Um, And up next, we actually have a really, really big announcement. It's the first time we're going to be doing an announcement here, but we have something really big coming up for you just up next. All right, so we got a brand new project that we'd like to announce today. It's something that we kind of want to give a lot of room to breathe and a lot of room to uh, to kind of set up in a way. And we want you guys to kind of be along with the journey with us. And so the, you can you can go on to our our Facebook or you can go on to our Twitter TX3 productions. You can email us anything you like, give us your input on it. What you think we can try to do to make it unique. This is going to be, hopefully this is going to be very community driven. And so what is that? Well, we are going to be doing a new project and it is going to be a 24 hour nerd radio station. Um, It's going to be online. Obviously, uh, it will have its own app, I believe. Um, and so it's it's something I've been messing around with for a while now, ever since I really got into the audio uh, production of not just this show, but in general. Um, you know, I've kind of played around with it. Obviously, we have our little musical interludes and everything, so I'm trying to make it, you know, kind of radio-esque, but now it's like, I want to take it. I want to go full blown as far as like, think of your local radio station that you really like. And, but instead of them talking about, Oh my God, what is Taylor Swift up to? Or, Oh my God, what is Hugh Jackman up to? Instead of stuff like that, it's the stuff that matters. (laughs) Yeah. Like nerd stuff, like, well, you know, new movies that are coming. What's Chris, Chris Hemsworth? What's he, what's his new project? Oh, he's doing a new comic book thing. I don't know, like stuff like that. And, but obviously we're going to have breaks. It's going to have music. It'll have a couple of advertisements. It's going to be just like a radio station, but now it's for nerds by nerds, you know? So we're not, we're going to have video games. We're going to have movies. We're going to, we're have so many different types of podcasts. We're going to go out and we're going to find some more people, get them on board as far as, you know, helping us out and guest starring. All right. So obviously we can't just come out and say, Hey, we're making a 24 hour nerd station. Now give us money. So instead what we're going to do is we're going to make a couple of samples. That's really the only word I can kind of come up with as far as to describe what we're going to be doing. These samples are going to happen in the summertime. So it's going to be kind of in between seasons of nerd to the third. Um, And it's going to be in June. And all June long, every Saturday, we're going to put out an eight-hour 
podcast. I mean, that's the only way to really, it's an eight hour podcast. And so the hopes there is that you start the podcast at the beginning of your day, you listen to it throughout the day, like a normal radio station. And it gives you a really good idea of not just maybe what type of music we're hoping to have on there, but the different DJs, quote unquote, we're going to have on and the different topics that we're going to talk about. And it's going to give you a really good breadth of content as to what this is going to be. So hopefully from there, the next step would be Patreon and getting the funds necessary to fund this basically. And so that's what we want to do. It's basically a very, very long eight hour advertisement for this is what we hope to do with this concept and the project and hopefully how we can move it forward. And once again, it's going to be 100% community driven. So if you, if there's music on there, you don't like, let us know if there's things that you do like, let us know. And we'll try to do more of that. Um, and I mean, for now, that's all we're really going to reveal because obviously we have a very long road to June. And so there's, probably going to be a lot of things that will hopefully change that will hopefully be better but we definitely want you guys we want your input and we want to know what you think we should do or if you have any content creators that you would like for us to look at maybe they that you would like on the show or like to have a part of the project if you think that they would be a perfect match let us know we want this to be our project the community project and so hopefully we can make it worth your while, but that'll be in June. And so as time goes on, we'll keep giving you guys updates as far as how's the schedule going, how's everything going and what, what hopefully every step along the way. And so hopefully you'll give us your feedback and let us know. Um, other than that, that was the show today. So thank you guys so much for joining us for this version of or this version. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of Nerds of the Third. Make sure you can go to TX3 Productions on Twitter or Threat X3 Productions on Facebook and YouTube, where you can see the video. Video. I said, God, why am I? It's the end. I can't talk, people. You can see the video version. It has extra stuff. It has in between stuff and uh, just a lot of fun beforehand so you can check that out on youtube you can add at gmail.com and that is our email threat x3 productions at, at gmail.com stroke our, a little bit um and so let us know what you thought of the episode what do you thought about what do you think about our project everything you can let us know there thank you so much nate you're welcome <laughs> and thank you coach remind them where they can find you as well you can follow me on twitter at coach smitty 24 you can also uh if you ever want to contact me for anything you can also email me at moviefixpod at gmail.com all right so then yeah make sure to look out for that movie fix coming up very soon all right this was nerd to the third where you can always talk nerdy to me